Hello and welcome to Move the Line presented by WinBet. Download the app today. They're giving away a risk-free bet for $1,000. That's insane. Uh, lots of great numbers going on over at WinBet. They're going to be part of the NFL package that was just announced the other day too. So you're going to want to check that out. Joining me as always, partner in crime here at 444.com, Connor Allen. What's going on, buddy? Not too much. I'm pretty stoked to use that $1,000 risk-free bet, to be honest. I don't know, you know, if you guys are like us, I try and maximize pretty much all the bonuses possible across all the books. And you have I to. think that there's a Caesars one that's $5,000 risk-free bet. Um, and I'm considering it. Honestly, I think that, you know, I mean, max that baby out. I think it could, you know, it could pay for a nice trip to Vegas. You know, we're going there. We'll be there for week one. I'm pretty stoked. And I think that it could be a plus EV decision. You never know. Pat's money line week one? Absolutely not. Uh, not. I'm not not putting that. But you know, we'll get to that in the week one show. <laughs> well, looking forward to it. We uh, had just wrapped up our divisional preview series last week, so go ahead and check those out if you haven't yet. We had fantastic guests all throughout, and now that those are somewhat evergreen, things have changed. Right, training camps have happened, injuries have evolved, some certain situations um, have changed. Some numbers out there in the book, and Connor and I wanted to take a moment to kind of tap back into the market what's out there right now for you as a better that is still something that we believe is actionable uh, as it currently stands in the bets um, so we're going to tackle some of those futures over at win um, we're going to stay away from props because our prop show launches on friday connor you want to tell everyone a little bit more about that we uh, just had an announcement about an hour before the show yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. So basically, every Friday, NFL props drop, and we will be streaming every Friday night with Ryan, me, Ryan, and uh, Alex, also known as Prop Stars, on Twitter uh, to bring you some of our favorite bets, uh, like player prop bets. Every Friday, we'll be each going through our favorite bets and you know, kind of just diving in. It's going to be quick, actionable, really trying to bring you some of our best early bets. And those won't all those won't be the ones that we're talking about in the four four Discord and the subscriber chat all the time, you know. But some of them may be. Um, so we're gonna have probably a couple there, and then Noon and I will be releasing another ten to twelve, maybe up to fifteen to twenty props a week in the subscriber only Discord and on four four's website. So it's gonna be a nice mix of everything. But I really do. I'm excited for that show, and I think it's something that you and I have talked about for a while, and something that I've been thinking about for a really long time. For years, really. I mean, this this has kind of been a nice spot for us to do the show on you know wednesday night record typically dropping in your podcast feeds on thursday mornings but the only problem with that is that most of the books especially back in the day when we first started doing the show we were still all offshore there was nothing out there in the prop market by the time we were going live and and uh, we know that we have a lot of listeners that are also active in the fantasy space whether that's dfs or season long best ball and there's such a strong correlation between player analysis in fantasy and player props you're getting really granular you know looking at matchups and trying to find out where am i stacking in dfs this week and that fits so much better with player props than it does when you're trying to bet sides and totals so we're really excited to hit those on friday afternoon like connor said for early evening when those first start to drop if you are uh, you have a new state and you're just getting used to it there's kind of a, a friday prop dump um you know kind of around the midday central time. You never the, know. You yeah, never know. like it, it's it's staggered depending on the book. Some books are really early. Um, you even start to see some on Thursday nights at times. We want to make sure that we can get them to you as quick as possible. Because if you wait even Saturday afternoon, Sunday morning before games start, it's 
it's very similar to betting sides and totals. It's just really hard to beat the book by the time the number's been sharpened. And you have folks like us, uh, like prop stars, who are waiting to pound these. Um, so you'll either be losing, you know, seven, eight yards on a receiving prop, or you'll be paying an extra 50 cents of juice or whatever it is. We want to help you get it when it drops, uh, when it's completely actionable. So look for that. Again, stay subscribed here to move the line anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Uh, you will find it. Same thing if you are viewing with us over on YouTube. Uh, that'll be done the same way as our Wednesday show is too. So we're super stoked. We've been waiting for that for uh, a few weeks and um, kind of a pet project that we're finally excited to get off the ground. I want to say thanks again to our sponsor here, Win. We'll be using uh, Win odds here on uh, Move the Line all season. Uh, props is a little harder to do. Uh, we will talk about the odds that are available on Win, but again, shopping odds is the best way to get um, you know the best of the number down. There are variations as we get into the weeks and we, you know looking at sides and totals. There's not a huge discrepancy between book to book. Props are different, and we will present the win odds to you as well. We want to make sure we are setting you up to uh, to get the best number, depending on where you live and what books you have available to you as well. Uh, we're going to continue to give away a betting subscription every week. All we're doing to ask is this show will stay free. We would like you to rate and review it whenever you get the chance. It takes all of 30 seconds. Again, it is it goes a long way in the algorithm. Um, leave a comment in YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, we would love to know what your favorite season-long prop is. Um, hit subscribe there too. The comments, again, help us uh, pop up for more people and, again, helps us continue to do this week in and week out um winner this week again all you need to do is review the pod and we're going to give you a free betting sub which gives you access to everything at 444.com uh is nate fit um nate appreciate the review um hit us up let us know what email address you were using for that we'll set you up uh or again if you were already a 444 subscriber we'll just upgrade your current accounts to the to the betting sub as well so if you are a listener that has maybe the pro sub or the dfs only sub uh hit us up and we will be able to upgrade you there as well there's also some other great ways to get access to that uh going over to 444.com slash plans you can find out how to pair up with prop pick uh prize picks and uh whoop, um, and then find out a, a nice way to get that, that deal for just 35 bucks. So, all right, Connor, um, we've been firing our take cannon for a solid uh, two months now. And uh, some of the numbers that we've bet are dead. I want to give you props, no pun intended. Uh, you got to the sheet here early uh, and you really took some of the cream of the crop here for the show. Um, <laughs> so it's a, it's a good thing. I, I will, uh, there's really nothing in your four selections. It's, it's four for four. We're both giving you four picks tonight. So uh, there's nothing on your board that I disagree with. Um, so kick us off. What is uh, your first bet that uh, people can still get today, uh, courtesy of WinBet? Yeah, I, if you've been following me on Twitter, you know that this is my absolute favorite season-long bet. Um, I am, you know, I, I don't know how many units at this point deep on the Lions under, but the Lions under five wins, still minus 120 right now on win bet. Um, I mean, look at everything and zoom out on this Lions team of what has happened in this offseason from last year. You know, Matt Patricia and his regime are gone. Now you have former Chargers head coach Anthony Lynn, an offensive coordinator, and Saints assistant head coach Dan Campbell at head coach. Now he's 
going to be this guy has literally just been talking about biting kneecaps, building a culture. I mean, I'm pretty sure that they just cut their number one wide receiver in Rashad Perriman. Um, and Campbell's last stint as a head coach was the interim in Miami was five and seven uh, at that time, which just sounds fine as an interim. But then we found out Adam Gase the next season took this exact same team to a 10 and six record. We know that Adam Gase is the devil. And this guy literally <laughs> cannot, you know, everything he touches has basically turned to dust since then. So, uh, you know, I'm pretty much down. I'm very much down on Dan Campbell. I think that, you know, he's a fun culture guy. He's, you know, Ted Lasso of the Lions in a lot of a lot of ways. Um, but I'm, I don't think the coaching staff is good at all. They went from Matthew Stafford to Jared Goff, which is a massive downgrade from pure talent perspective. I think Goff was also – his hand was held by Sean McVay. I mean, for the first year or so of his career, like they were reading – or they're reading the defenses for him and feeding it into his microphone or his headset. I mean, I think that that is just, I mean, it's comical. And it was very clear that once that stopped, like he wasn't as good. Um, and not to mention also the downgrade in play action for him. I mentioned the receiving core, Kenny Galladay, uh, Marvin Jones, and then Danny Amendola all gone. They replaced him with who we thought Rashad Perriman, but now it's just going to be Tyrell Williams and likely Khalif Raymond or, you know, Amon Ross St. Brown rounding out their trio and, uh, TJ Hawkinson, uh, that's, you know, your starting wide receiver core for a Lions team. Not to mention, everyone is like, oh, their draft is really good. They address the offensive line. They're going to have an elite offensive line. Penny Sewell looks like dust. He is literally getting routinely thrashed in the preseason um, by above average, you know, don't get me wrong, pass rushers. But, I mean, he is getting babied. And, I mean, this guy came out of college at 19. He hasn't played in a year and a half. Um, I mean, there's definitely – I'm not saying he's going to be a bust, but there's going to be some dust to shake off for him. And that was shown in a big, big way in preseason, not to mention they're making him change positions. So yeah. I mean, that's a big thing too. I mean, their defense last year, third to last to run to EPA, 27th adjusted sack rate, um, dead last in past defense EPA. And they didn't add much at all. So you'll get a bad defense an offense that got substantially worse and a coaching staff, which is unproven to say the least. So how they win six games beyond me, I am very much on the under. Yeah, defense is terrible. Like you said, they did not do anything to address it. Back half is, is pretty bad. Like it's Jeff Rakuda, the rookie that they took in the you know early first round last year, did not have a great year. But they're still really banking on him to be like an anchor, quarter you know cornerback one to solidify that back half. And there's not a lot behind him, so they're going to be uh, they're going to be a mess. So I'm with you. Uh, six wins here, five is a push. I, I can't. Even, I don't see five wins there either. I'm going to stay in the division. I'm going to take under on the Bears, uh, seven and a half, uh, minus one ten on win. But um, this is just not a good team. It's not a good roster. I like Justin Fields as much as the next guy. I'm really um, excited for Bears fans that they finally have a quarterback that they can believe in and hope that maybe they can build something around. Um, there's a price to pay for trading up in the first round a couple times in four years to address a quarterback position. We know how it was a massive failure with Mitchell Trubisky, um, but they did it again here in this spot for Justin Fields. And we start to see that there is just a lack of depth on this roster and it trickles down and the offensive line is atrocious. Um, they drafted, um, you know, Jenkins in the second round, expecting him to be the starting left tackle. Uh, he's already out. He's having back surgery. There's no depth there. There is no depth on the secondary. I know that the defense was, you know, maybe it's historically maybe overperformed a little bit. And the front seven has some pieces that are nice, 
But outside of Jalen Johnson, who was a second-round rookie last year out of Utah, the pieces in the back half are really bad. This is an equally bad passing defense. If Khalil Mack and some of those guys up front can not get a ton of pressure, teams are going to feast on this Bears secondary. This could be an over team in a big, big way in the second half. Once we get Justin Fields unlocked, he starts to get his sea legs under him a little bit because, you know, what he can do with his his legs, maybe they start to become a little bit more exciting. In the interim, under Andy Dalton, who is going to be the week one starter, um, I don't see a lot offensively. They added Rashad Perriman today. Uh, maybe he can add a, a layer of uh, – no, I'm just joking. There's nothing there. You know, He's it's not- Allen Robinson and, and not a lot else. Uh, Tariq Cohen, again, massive injury last year with his ankle. He's not doing anything yet. We, Damian Williams and um, your boy David Montgomery, they're not going to have much to run behind. It's just going to be kind of a mess. So uh, under on the Bears, again, if you look at the schedule, try to find seven wins. I, we, only, we need eight to lose the bet, but try to find seven. It's really, really hard to do. They have the 27th um, strength of schedule. So, again, a bottom six strength of schedule. So I'm under on the bears. Yeah. I, I think that they, okay. So I, I hate to say this. I just like d- took a dump on the lions, but I think that the lions might beat them once. Like, I think that that's like, you know, if depending on like, because they're this bears defense, I think is a little like underrated bad. Like you said, in the secondary, um, you know, friend of the show and fellow four, four writer, Amar was texting me literally today about the bears Rams game bears starting quarters week one, Jalen Johnson, Kendall Vildor, uh, Duke Shelley and Xavier Crawford. Yeah. Um, not great. Not uh, great. And so, yeah, I'm, you know, I, I think that, like, you know, they have this, like, connotation of being a great defense and, like, kind of coming off last year, last few seasons. Um, but their secondary took a big, big hit, I think, with, um, you know, their offseason transactions and everything. So I'm not really not – I'm not in them either. I think that they are going to be a fun team, though, once Field takes over. Spoiler, Rams minus seven week one. Uh, I'm, I'm big on that. I think that they're going to win by a touchdown or more. I agree. I agree. I want to kind of watching that Bears team total to see if we can get on the right side of the number on and under. Because uh, Dalton's so starting, too. I think that makes it even better. I mean, that's just – it's going to be a clown show. He might get pulled at half. Yeah. We're not going to give you those bets today. But, again, if you are a subscriber and you are in uh, our subscriber-only Discord, we already have – we're already firing off week one bets, props, uh, totals, um, some sides already that we've been hitting on. No props yet, I mean, but, yeah, sides and totals. So, Definitely want to check that out. Move on to your second bet. So the second bet for me would be the uh, Washington football team to win the division. We actually got down on this at much better odds. You know, we we're looking at like plus 275, even up to plus 300, I think, at one point in the offseason. Um, and now down to plus 200 to win bet. I still like it. I think they're pretty close to 50-50 to win this division. Um, they're really the only one that's going to be competitive with Dallas, in my opinion. Um, and if you look at Dallas, like that Dak, like might never be a hundred percent this season. I was pretty high on the Cowboys offense rebounding, but really I'm not as sold as, you know, as I once was now with the, with the injury a little bit, I think it's kind of scary and it leaves their floor, uh, dangerously low. And so compare that to this Washington team who finished last year, fourth in passing EPA allowed upgraded their secondary a little bit, their pass rush, ninth and adjusted sack rate, ninth and pressure rate last season. And then their offensive line heading into the year was supposed to be a bottom dwelling unit finished top 10 by most analyst grades. And then they only added to that, traded for Eric Flowers, signed Charles Leno, drafted Sam Cosme in the second round, and they added that to Brandon Scherf, Chase Roulier. So obviously the biggest addition here, though, Ryan Fitzpatrick providing them, I would suggest, even league average quarterback play. 
pairing that with Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, Logan Thomas, and then they draft an exciting rookie, De'Ami Brown. So I'm bullish on the offense, um, you know, especially with Antonio Gibson too, being in the kind of a more of a pass catching role, hopefully on early downs, maybe not on third downs, but I think this offense could be, you know, a top 15 ish unit, top 10 unit, potentially fringe. And whether bot while their defense is still also going to be a top 10, potentially top five unit um, here. So comparing that with the Cowboys, whose offense might be a lead, but their defense still leaves a lot to desire. Um, like I think that this Washington football team is, you know, I we bet them over eight wins. We like them over eight and a half wins. We also like them to win the division here at anything better than I would say plus 200 or better would probably be my line for what I would consider betting that. Sorry, Sal, to imply that they had below average quarterback play last year. Um, the Alex Smith story is an amazing one. <clears throat> they were 30 seconds in um, offensive DVOA last year. Again, it wasn't just Smith. They had some other guys moving in and out, and uh, Dwayne Haskins certainly added to that number or subtracted from that number. Was, he's not adding much of anything. Um, he was adding uh, singles <laughs> to strippers' uh, panty lines. Um, oh, man. <laughs> but I'm with you. Like I, I don't understand why – especially early in the market that there was such a discrepancy in the odds between, I know Dallas is as public of a team as they get, but um, you know, getting two to one on, on that team is uh, it makes a lot of sense. They can, they can have a really nice season and there'll be uh, it'll be a good one. It was one of the ones I wanted to get and I'm happy to see that you put it up there too. And I know that you're going to talk about here, one of the other teams in the division and why you're on the opposite side uh, as well. So we can, we'll discuss more of that later, but I think that, you know, the rest of the division there is uh, pretty rough to say the least. It is. I mean, again, they won the division last year at seven and nine. We're we're not going to have uh, that happen again, I imagine, this year. But uh, outside of massive injuries, but they should. Both Dallas and Washington should be much better. Uh, my second bet is the uh, New England Patriots to make the playoffs at plus one twenty five. Uh, I don't think that they win the division. I think this Buffalo team is legit, uh, really, really good. I think their defense is going to be markedly better. But I think New England's a playoff team. They are going to have a top five defense in the league. They are getting a bunch of guys back from COVID. They spent a ton of money in the offseason, we know. But um, I think, especially on the defensive side, some of it's really wisely spent. Uh, Matthew Judon, Kyle Van Noy comes back over. Um, you know, they added Sean Wade and Jalen Mills to depth in the secondary, knowing that they might, might start the year without Stephon Gilmore. But they still have J.C. Jackson who was a terrific corner last year. John Jones is one of the better slot corners in the league. So they still have a ton of depth in the secondary, even without Stephon Gilmore. Uh, Kyle Duggar is a uh, safety that they love, um, really profiles as, as like a Derwin James kind of guy. They can bring him down into the box. They can blitz with him. They can do a lot of different things with him. I'm really excited about what the Patriots defense is going to bring to the table. And now the Mac Jones thing, I think, makes it really interesting. I think that it – kind of opens up the offense, makes them a little bit harder to defend. Um, I, I know that Cam was – I can make all the excuses in the world for Cam last year with coming off of the shoulder injury and COVID. And there was no preseason. And he started out really nicely early in the season. But uh, it just wasn't pretty. And I think Mac is a – all these kind of been cracked up to be. Not really uh, uh, an elite athlete, but a better athlete than you would think, though he's not necessarily a, a weapon to run. But in a similar way to a young Tom Brady that you can buy more time by stepping up in the pocket, um, it makes it a lot easier for Josh McDaniels to kind of run a very similar offense. Again, if you separate and remove nine Super Bowls, six Super Bowls uh, wins, like a lot of the profile fits 
from a decision-making standpoint and what they want to do there. Those are huge shoes for him to fill, but they're the real, it's reality of his life. He is filling in for Tom Brady at this point, and I think that he is going to do a fairly decent job. Uh, they have enough weapons. New England has historically zigged when others are zagging, right? Like teams want to play um, a bunch of nickel and dime, and they want to run out a lot of 11 on offense, and New England's like, okay, well, we're going to go with a bunch of 12. We're going to hold two tight ends out here, and if you give us a, a light front, we're going to run. And if you don't, we have the ability to use both of these uh, tight ends as pass catchers. And I think allowing them to be able to do that type of stuff where they really weren't able to do anything like that last year, and they still, as bad as they were last year, were still 7-9. and nine. Um, New England's going to the playoffs this year, and we're getting plus money. Yeah, I, I, I get it. Um, I do think the defense is going to be better. Um, I think the Mac Jones thing is a little scary. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think he looks great in preseason. There's no no denying that. But, again, a lot of that was against, you know, second, third stringers. So I'm not really sure how much stock to put in that fully. Um, but he, he did look as advertised, especially kind of, you know, playing style, like you're saying. Uh, I'm interested to see what we get out of them. I think that we just, like, don't really know what kind of football they're going to play. But I think you're probably right. Um, I don't know. I'm interested. I'm intrigued. The Dolphins are still going to beat them week one, but I think that they have a good chance to make a playoffs. And they could be another team, right? If they decide that they really want to run the football and play great defense, like they could do what they did a little bit last year and take their foot off the gas. But I think if they decide they want to do a little bit more, um, we really have heard nothing but really great things coming out of camp there. And again, the expectations are high for Mac, but because they have a great running game, it's an elite offensive line, they're really strong, and they have depth. They have eight offensive line starters, um, and the defense is good. So, like, the fact that they don't need Mac to go out and be a world beater from day one, I think helps them quite a bit. So, um, one of the third back, Connor. What do you think here? All right. Bet number three, another bad team's under. Uh, you know, this one won't be as long-winded here, but the Texans, I think, you know, have – arguably a historically bad roster. Like I think that this team rivals, you know, the, the defeated lions of a couple of years ago. Um, I mean, they lost Will Fuller, lost JJ Watt. They have a bottom three defense and they added literally their free agency. They didn't add a single player that was even above average. Um, Watson almost certainly does not play this year. He's either getting traded or they already said that he's going to be a healthy scratch. Um, and then beyond that, I mean, they're going to be rolling out Davis Mills or Tyrod Taylor with, Brandon Cooks is their number one wide receiver um, who, you know, is a player that can't beat man coverage as, as we talked about in past episodes. He's just not a guy who separates well enough uh, in press man. And that's something that has been shown by a lot of the, the film grinders out there and something that I think matters in the situation where he's the only receiver with any kind of legitimate talent. Um, and then there are their offensive line isn't that good. They also just um, traded away Shaq Lawson. And beyond that, like they're, their uh, running game, I mean, it might be something that they try and lean on here. Like, I mean, it seems like this Texans team just wants to run the ball 35 team, 35 times a game and, like, just get out of there. That's going to be their their motto because they're going to be bow race on defense and their offense is going to be – it's going to be hilarious to watch them try and catch up. And that, they're just not good enough to compete with anyone. I mean, I just I, I just dogged on the Lions uh, for a long time, but at least the Lions' offensive line should be, like, average. Um, the, the Lions have, are better than the Texans. They are. They are. Yeah, and yeah. – uh, I would say by a little bit, you know, by a good bit, because Jared Goff, while I you know, don't think he's good, he's better than Tyrod Taylor. And the offensive line is at least average. And, I mean, the weapons are similarly bad. But, you know, like just in general, I think that those two differentiation right there at least give the Lions probably one to two wins. 
Whereas the Texans, I mean, they're not going to be favored in a single game. Um, and so for them to win five games would be, I mean, astounding. Um, the fact that we're still getting four wins on this, I get the people just don't, don't like, they're scared of betting unders on low teams, but like sure. there is no team that is even like close outside of the, outside of like 75% of the Lions to Houston. Yeah, they are, they are bad, maybe historically bad. I think it's 16 to 1 still for them to go 0 oh, 17. I think there were some like 22s, 20s out there for a while, but 16 is still worth a sprinkle. Um, yeah. So I haven't priced that over a win, but I, I think it's probably out there somewhere. It's worth a look as a bad, bad, bad football team. And they have a uh, the second hardest schedule in the league. So like on top of everything, they also play a brutal schedule. So, yeah, I mean, even when the Colts are rolling out like uh, Jacob Eason or, you know, Sam Ellinger, like still just, you know, Colts are favored by probably four and a half to six on the road. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I'm also down. I don't think we have any overs. Um, we have like playoff teams, but I don't think we have any win total overs. I'm taking an under on the Giants at seven and a half. I'm willing to pay a little bit of the juice here. Uh, minus 130 at win. I don't know where the perception was. I think they had a run of like really bad teams in the second half where people think that like they have an above average, or, like maybe even a good defense. Um, I just, I don't really see it. They're middle of the pack in basically every metric. They were dead last in pass rush win rate. Uh, they don't get any pressure. They drafted um, Aziz Ojolari in the second round out of Georgia like unless he comes in and he's a world beater right away, they didn't really add anything else um, that makes you think that that's going to change. Um, the secondary is not great. It's James uh, Bradbury who was terrific last year, but we know like if there's no pressure, those things can't hold up. We see some guys have these great years and things. You know, they play a lot of zone. He did really well in that, but like the other guys around him aren't really great. Uh, Adoree Jackson can't really stay on the field. They have all these other guys. And we're not even getting to the offense in the offensive line. The offensive line is terrible. Daniel Jones has uh, fumbled 29 times in 27 NFL games. We're not even talking about interceptions. He's fumbled more than once per game, which is just an incredible rate. Um, he was pressured on 41% of his dropbacks last year. That's it's really hard to do. I don't care who you are. And he is he's shown that he struggles. And I know that they went out and added weapons, but Kenny Galladay can't stay healthy. Kadarius Tony is like my age, who like popped one year as a senior, and he's like, you know, he can run a you know four, two, five or whatever, but like he can't stay on the field. There isn't a lot of historical precedent for guys of that size to come in and make a real impact in the league. Saquon Barkley, hopefully for his sake, he's a lot of fun to watch. I hope Saquon stays healthy and does his best behind that offensive line. But there's just not a lot of encouraging things here. We typically see and we hear all the time, like there's a lot of punching bags in New York with Gettleman and Jason Garrett. But like they're for, they happen for a reason. Like they, they kind of do it to themselves. Like the Giants have one of the lowest completion rates over expectation last year. That means they don't scheme easy things for Daniel Jones. So I can't see eight wins on this roster. Everyone thinks they had a nice year last year because they almost won the, play the playoffs here. They were six and 10. Um, they had that one surprise win in Seattle, which was, you know, I think cost us some money. But um, other than that, like this is not a really great team. The defense isn't good and the offense is pretty awful. So uh, give yeah. me that. I'll pay the deal. 
Yeah, I mean that. It's not to mention too Evan Ingram, Michael, and IR. They just talked about today. So you know Daniel Jones with the worst offensive line in the league and or one of the worst and no weapons is a recipe for disaster. Yeah, Nate Sold is back. He opted out for COVID, but he's been really rough since he left New England and went there and is a free agent. He's been just kind of a money pit. Yeah, I, I think this actually could be pretty similar to like a Trubisky, you know, third year situation where some people think he's good and then he just sucks and like, you know, gets benched. Yeah. Well, I think Daniel Jones can have some usable weeks in fantasy, but that's not, he's not leading an eight win team and he's not good. Like those are, those can be concurrent. So what'd you get next? Um, we will move on to the Bucks minus 220 to win the division. Um, I mean, just top to bottom, elite talent everywhere. I mean, they were saying retain essentially all of their top players from last season. They were fifth in both offensive and defensive EPA last year, and they went 11-5, and five, but that was with their division mate, the Saints, going 12-4. and four. The Saints, I think, should take a step back. Jameis Winston's their starter. Um, you know, obviously very turnover prone, as he's shown throughout his career. It would take, I think, a lot, uh, you know, maybe more than LASIK to just fix that. Uh, and their defense also lost a couple of key players, Trey Hendrickson, Malcolm Brown, uh, Sheldon Rankins, uh, after finishing fourth in EPA last season. So you imagine that probably takes a tumble down to middle of the pack. And you probably also imagine that James Winston does not make them as efficient on offense. Or if he, they are as efficient, he's still going to be turning the ball over plenty. And turnover, the turnover margin decides, you know, up to 80% of games. So uh, that's basically – I think that that's for the Saints. Like we're looking at probably closer to like eight to nine wins this year. Whereas the Bucks, there is no reason for them not to win. You know, twelve plus games and win this division. I think that it's still even short of minus two twenty. Um, like they're just very, very clearly the best team in this division. And then you look at some of their other competition. Falcons defense, I think, could be one of the worst in the league with PFF's worst graded secondary, ETR's second worst pass rush, um, and their offense is obviously good, but. You're not going to compete with a team that can't rush the passer or play pass defense. Uh, and then the Panthers defense looks improved, as is their offense. But, again, we're talking about a team that's going from, like, you know, bottom 10 to, like, maybe, I don't know, average. Uh, you know, maybe maybe the 10 to 15 range if they have a good year. So, like, that's not enough to knock off a, a Bucks team, which is, you know, a top five team overall, if not top three or two. You made my case for for mine. I should talk about yours because uh, yeah, the Bucks are are bringing back not just all twenty two starters, but like the top thirty one guys play over two hundred snaps last year. They're all back. Um, they added Geo. They they're gonna you know add OJ Howard. The, you know the the Bucks minus two twenty. I think you could have got I think minus one seventy. Yeah. yeah, but like still minus two twenty is like a little under seventy percent implied probability like that's still there's can be there's these scenarios where you're like we know we missed the best of the number it doesn't mean that you missed a bettable number this is still a bettable number um it's a little higher than i typically like to go but like this is man there there has to be a, a massive just cluster of injuries or covid outbreak something would have to happen in a big big way here for Tampa Bay to not take this division. So my bet is the Saints to miss the playoffs, which Connor just made the case for. Um, I didn't even notice that that was it. I'm not going to lie. So sorry for busting on the Saints so much. No, that was at least more on the same page. I mean, you mentioned, you know, the change of quarterback, uh, lack of efficiency changes, 
you know, they've had some stinker years, even with Drew Brees, and now we're dealing with no Michael Thomas. Um, the offensive line is really solid, but uh, the defense is a problem. Like the defense is really good last year, but um, they've been in this like rotating salary cap hell for a while, and I think it kind of came to roost a little bit last year. Now Emmanuel Sanders is gone, Jared Cook is gone, and they lost a bunch of really key contributors defensively. You mentioned um, Janoris Jenkins, Sheldon Rankings, Malcolm Brown, Trey Hendrickson is you know one of the better edge rushers in the league. I think he had like 14 sacks last year. So a lot of really key guys on the defensive side of the ball are gone. Um, for them to miss their the playoffs, I think, is in play. I think their win total is at nine. Uh, you know, I can see them getting to nine and still missing the playoffs. I don't think they get there. I think this is maybe like an eight-win team. I can see an eight-nine. I don't think they fall off the face of the earth and become this four- or five-win team. You know, that again, offensive line is still too good. But – uh, you know, Peyton's still sharp enough to scheme stuff up, and there's some wins in the division. But yeah, this is not a, uh, a team that I expect to compete with the Bucks and you know make the playoffs in a you know an increasingly good. I mean, consider look at that NFC West. I mean, there could easily be three playoff teams there. We think both Dallas and Washington are feisty. You know, maybe they don't get two, maybe they only get one. But I can make the case for whoever doesn't win that division being better than New Orleans. So I think the Saints miss the playoffs. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely on board with that as well. Uh, this this whole division seems, I mean, fairly easy to project outside of, you know, James Winston becoming Drew Brees. Uh, I mean, that's what it, essentially what it would take, I think. And then not not to mention James Winston is throwing to Marcus Callaway. Michael Thomas is out half the season. So if not more, we don't if even know. When, yeah, if not more, you know. So like literally he's throwing to a bunch of bums uh, outside of him, Alvin Kamara. So Yep, so all eight of those bets, four from me and four from Connor, are all available currently uh, at WinBet. So that's really important to us. We know you you can go back and listen to those divisional preview pods. And again, um, us breaking those down. Again, we had terrific guests. uh, But some of those numbers have moved. You still get the analysis. I think they're worthy of a listen if you haven't done so. But uh, again, these are live as of now. You can go and hit those right now on WinBet. So again, don't forget to rate and review the pod. You will enter yourself in a drawing for a free betting sub. Let us know if you're watching on YouTube. Leave a comment. Um, give us a like. And also let us know what your favorite prop is right now, or sorry, uh, future is right now. Uh, don't forget to tune in starting Friday, two days from now. We will be here with our season-long prop show. Um, we will have prop stars on for week one. Uh, I believe it'll just be you and I, right, Connor, for uh, our season-long show? Yeah, just you and I next week, and then every week thereafter will be me, you, and uh, Prop Stars going forward. It's going to be awesome. So that wraps us up for today. So for Connor, I'm Ryan. We'll see you on Friday.